Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. La, 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 la. You're probably thinking, am I listening to an opera podcast? (laughs) No, no. Just doing vocal warm-ups. Because that's what we do. You know what else we do? What? Travel. Oh, God, do we travel. We travel so much. Uh, Despite the many planes I've been on, and I've been on more than one, not a big deal. I have no clue how the airline industry works. It baffles me every single day. Nothing makes sense. Everything is weird. Uh, So recently, uh, earlier this month, I went to Denver for Mm -hmm. a concert. Yeah. And I had to fly from Edmonton to Calgary, Calgary to Denver. And my parents, they live in Calgary, and we needed them to look after the dog. So I was like, oh, it's probably, we'll drive to Calgary, drop the dog off. It should be cheaper. We'll knock a flight off of this itinerary. It should be cheaper. It was a few hundred dollars cheaper to fly from Edmonton to Calgary, Calgary, Denver, than just Calgary, Denver. That makes no sense. That makes zero sense. And then this morning you were talking about how your blushing bride found flights from Edmonton to London return trip for $486. And it costs more than that to fly to Vancouver. Yeah. But you can fly to London for less than 500 bucks? I never read the fine print. Like, she just announced that she was sitting at the kitchen table. I was watching TV, and she's like, oh, my God, we could fly to London for $486 return. And that's as far as the conversation went. Well, no, I said, let's go for four or five days in December. And she said, no, because it might be cold and wet there. It'll be warmer than it is here. <laughs> It'll be cold. And, and she doesn't want to go for just four or five days. She thinks that we'll just be too whacked out. So oh, yeah. it, it's a long way to go for a short amount of time. But at that time of year, I think that would be the perfect amount of time to just be wandering around London. But anyway, I don't know what that flight includes. Maybe you have to sit outside the plane. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe you have to sit on the wings. Maybe you have to sit up top and ride it like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that makes seemed it, like a good price. Even if you have to sit on top the plane, that's a good deal. Like to fly to Winnipeg would cost more than that. It yes. makes no sense. I don't get it. And well, then, can I just quickly say, too, we've been seeing so much of Atlantic Canada on the news right now for all the wrong reasons. They had that big hurricane blow through there. But that is one place I have never been to Newfoundland in my life, and I want to go there so badly. It's just the people seem, I don't know, there's just a there's a spirit about Newfoundland I want to go and experience for myself. But yet when you look at the price of flying to Newfoundland, you're like, I could go to Australia for that amount of money. It's Maybe stupid. not Australia, but... Yeah, we need an overhaul of the aviation yeah. industry. I don't understand how it works. I'm going to call on the government, and they'll listen. Okay, we'll wait. All right, I'm going to call the government right now.
So how did you do? Uh, they hung up on me immediately. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to get to the bottom of that. Immediately. Uh, and then also my best girl decided last minute. She has uh, a family member is getting married in Vietnam, mm-hmm. I guess. And so some of her family's traveling from here to Vietnam to go to the wedding. And she decided last minute, like a week and a half beforehand. She's like, ah, I'll go. I, it's sort of like the way you decide to, uh, maybe we should go to Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that, except it's Vietnam. <laughs> uh, and she can fly for round trip. It would probably cost more to fly to Newfoundland than it yeah. does to go to Vietnam. I wow. don't get it. Hmm. I don't understand. What's she going to eat when she gets to Vietnam? I have no clue. I yeah. wondered that too. Apparently, Did you ask her? Has she thought about this? Apparently tofu is big business over there. Oh, so she'll be fine. She cooks tofu all the time. I'm still uncertain what it is. She says, oh, it's soy. And then I have to sit there and pretend that I know what soy is. I don't like that answer, soy. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I also don't like the answer when I ask questions about the internet. You're like, algorithms. I don't know what algorithms are, and I don't know what soy is. Stop answering my questions with those answers. And yeah, she keeps cooking tofu, and I'm, it, I look at it; it looks like she's cooking plastic. But I don't that, get it. I know I've seen it at my house before too, and it's like what I've never tried it before. But it is so unappealing. <laughs> what does she put on it? I don't know if you just kind of marinate it like you would a piece of chicken and somehow it absorbs. It's like a sponge. It's a flavor. It's like a mushroom. I always say mushrooms are flavor sponges and that's why they're delicious. That's why you eat mushrooms with your steak is because they soak up the steak flavor. And for some reason, the mushroom amplifies the flavor. Maybe that's what tofu does. Maybe. Maybe we're missing out. Does she put ketchup on it? Like, what do you... No, not ketchup. I don't know. Like, just sesame sauce or marinade or whatever. I don't even know. And then I've had to go to the store to buy it for her. And she's like, get the extra firm or the medium. I'm like, there are firmness levels? I don't know. I don't even know where you'd go in the grocery (laughs) store to find tofu. Where is it? Are we just simpletons? Oh my God, are we simple? (laughs) I think we might be simple. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet. Where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. What would they do... If a guy like me just started spending a lot of time alone in the Lego aisle at Toys R Us. I would say it's a red flag. Is it? I would say security cameras would start following you. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe a plainclothes police officer will start following you around. Like, would they follow me out to the parking lot to my white van? Yeah, probably. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. One of the guys we had on yesterday was, uh, oh, Chad. Yeah, Chad. He's the guy. He was playing for $1,100 yesterday morning. He said he'd blow all that money on Lego. And then as soon as he was on, all of a sudden, all the Lego people were popping up in the text machine. Apparently, there are plenty of them around. There's even a club. Adult fans of Lego. Uh, Hey, TJ. How's it going? Good, good. When you say you're 41 and you have a huge collection of Lego over a hundred, is 150,000 pieces, is that inc- is that considered a, a big Lego collection? I consider it a big collection. Well, no, like, but in Lego circles, I have no idea. I, 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 I honestly don't know because I don't hang out in circles, but it's a lot of Lego to manage. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, like, is it all put together or is it yes. just buckets and buckets of random pieces? No, no, it's all put together on bookshelves. 
What is the star? What is the prized piece of your huge Lego collection? Uh, it has to be either the large Millennium Falcon or the Titanic. What is is that? The Millennium Falcon. I hear that over and over again. Is that one hard to get? It was yes. But, I don't know about now. Yeah, but I bought it a few years ago. So when you got the Titanic set, though, is that all you did? Like, did you? How long did it take you to put Titanic together? Uh, both those sets take about sixteen hours. 16 hours each. Yeah. Wow. Are you a single guy? I am a single guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no judgment, everybody. When, so, I don't know, maybe you're bringing a date back to your place. Does the date, like, do, are, do you hide the Lego collection or is it? No, it's, it's, it's loud and proud. Yeah. And you should be proud of that. I'm not judging you. I just, some people might judge it though. Yeah, some people do, but you know what? It's who I am. It keeps my keeps me busy, keeps me out of trouble. It's all right. Yeah, no, good for you. I I want that collection to be two hundred thousand pieces by the end of this year. Uh, I, that might be a possibility. You signed your when you texted me. You said TJ the Coma guy. Have we talked before? Yes, it was a couple of years ago because you were asking for people who were in a coma. You now. You're not the guy who said that he who said he faked a coma for ten days, right? No, I didn't fake it. Okay, no, you were in a I, real it, coma. Yeah, I, it was induced. Wow! Yeah. And when you came out of the coma, and that's always Bryce's question and my question is: when you wake up from a coma, do you feel refreshed? I did not. No, because I was and uh, my body was uh, under a considerable amount of uh, physical strain. And it felt like I had run 10 marathons when I woke up. Well, how long did it take you to shake that fog? Uh, about two weeks. Everything's cool now, though? Yeah, everything's fine. I got a minor headache since then, but yeah. it's under control. Good. Okay. Well, good. And I hope that Lego collection continues to grow and grow and grow. And right now, there's uh, somebody out there who's like, oh, my God, TJ sounds like a dreamboat because I collect Lego, too, and I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope it works. Yeah. TJ, everybody, answering the question that we've all had. We've all thought of this before, too. Do you wake up refreshed? Because when you're in a coma, you're kind of just laying there peacefully on a bed, and you're like, oh, my God, you just wake up like and feel like you slept for 10 days? Apparently not. No, apparently it's a lot of hard work on your body. Who knew? Yeah. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Have you ever met anybody who is in the Guinness Book of World Records? No. No, neither have I. No, I don't think I have. I'm not in there, certainly. Wait. Hang on. Line four. Hi. Hey, Garner. Uh, I've, I've been thinking about this lately. I want to start a new segment on the show called I Don't Believe You, Bro. I don't believe. I don't believe you, bro. I don't believe. I don't believe you, bro. Garner, come on, the Garner Andrew Show, and tell your tale on the radio. <laughs> I've never, I've never talked to anybody who's in the Guinness Book of World Records. I just got in, like, Re- less than a month ago. Wow, this, and you're, yeah. you're local? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Edmonton here. Okay, this is amazing. So, give us the, you're in the Guinness Book of World Records for... Uh, largest collection of Lego Star Wars interlocking brick sets. So that just means you have the largest collection of Lego sets. 
Lego oh, st- Star Wars sets. Star Wars Lego so sets. So the specific theme, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I have eight hundred. I have eight hundred and fifty-eight sets, but those, and they're all they're all unique. How are they unique? Like, are there that many the, Star no, Wars sets? Yeah, yeah. They've been producing them since nineteen ninety-nine, and that's when I started collecting. But your house must be like. Do you have a storage locker? I have a storage space in my basement for most of it. I have some stuff displayed on shelves. Are people allowed to touch and take apart your Lego sets? Oh, no. No, no, none of that. Do you glue them <laughs> together? Like, are they permanently assembled, or do you just snap well, I, No, they're not glued or nothing. I, I, what I've done is, some of them when I built when I was younger, when they first came out, I've put in bags and put them away so I could build newer stuff. I, I also have a large collection of custom Lego Star Wars sets, so probably around 200 different ships and lightsabers and that that are all made by different people from around the world. Is it hard to get into the Guinness Book of World Records? Yeah, it wasn't easy. How long did it take you? Well, I started last year in September taking pictures and videos and putting everything together, and then I was able to submit it in May. So it took a long time to do pictures and videos, and got to get two witnesses. One had to be Working with Lego in some way. So I have a friend that owns a store in Edmonton here, a BrickLink store. It's just an online Lego brick store. And he was able to sign off as a witness for me and and then another gentleman that I know. What do you figure your collection's worth? Oh, COVID jumped prices and everything drastically. It's probably over 300000 now. Wow. Yeah, so I have all the really rare stuff, too. There's only two things I'm missing that have ever been made, and they're pretty much impossible to get. There's like five of them in the world of each of these that I, I'll probably never see one of them, but I have everything else. What is the so, rarest, most expensive uh, piece in your collection? I have a minifigure. It's a, a Yoda. It says, I love New Yorker on his, on his shirt. And he comes from a 2013 um, toy fair. He's worth about 2000 American now, just the minifigure. Wow. Yeah. Any tips yeah, for uh, if, if you go to a flea market, a thrift store, a garage sale, what piece should we be looking for? What piece should we buy and not walk away from? Oh, any of the Millennium Falcons, the large scale ones. There's two different ones. They're worth a lot of money. Okay. Hey, what's your first name? Frederick. Frederick, this is fascinating. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Wow, Frederick plays no games. No. This is a serious collection. $300,000? Yeah. Ooh. That's the first time I've ever talked to somebody with a world record. I know. I always think of world records, I think of like longest fingernails. Yeah. Or fattest twins. Yeah. You know? Those I think of, but I guess the Lego collection thing, that's really cool that he's local yeah. too. And the $2,000 yoga or Yoda. Yoda? Wow. That's nuts. What do you think of the brand new feature? I don't believe you, bro. I like it a lot. I bet you there's a lot of people with crazy stories, not just about world records, but about other things. Y- yeah. Do you have a story that you tell when you meet people and they're like, I don't believe you, bro. This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I don't believe. I don't believe you, bro. I don't believe. I don't believe you, bro. Call the Garner. The Garner Andrews Show. And tell your tale. On the radio. You know, just like that. We're telling stories on the show now that when you tell the story, nobody believes you. They're like, I don't believe you, bro. We had Frederick on a few minutes ago. I believe him now. 
Frederick got himself into the Guinness Book of World Records for having the largest collection of Star Wars brick sets. Does that make sense? He has he has like 800, just shy of 900 sets of Star Wars logo. And that was good enough for the Guinness Book of World Records. And he's a local. He's right here in Edmonton. So I believe Frederick now... Uh, this is from Kirsten. Speaking of stories no one ever believes me about, I went to the Banff Fairmont Hotel to look for ghosts. Instead, the ghosts found me and undid my bra while I was waiting for the elevator. <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> Why would the ghosts do that, Kirsten? You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Following the bra snap story, this is from somebody else. Following the bra snap story, we had a ghost in our house. Hard enough to believe, I know. One night, it snapped my husband's briefs while he was lying in bed. I have no idea why it would do that. True story. So you're telling me that not only are ghosts real, but they're walking around snapping briefs and unhooking bras? Ghosts are pervs. That's the takeaway. Yeah, that's what I'm getting out of this. Full-on pervs. I am a full-blown, I don't believe you, bro, on both of those, though. Are you? What about about Kaylee's story? Are you going to go, I don't believe you, bro. Listen to this one. I was visiting Munich, walking down the street at night with a couple of friends. Someone came out of an alley with a knife and said, passports and wallets. I said, no, thank you. And we just walked away. (laughs) A block later, we turned around and the guy was still standing there all confused. Wow, I like that one. Yeah. No, thank you, please. I don't feel like getting robbed today. Uh, The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Also, people are still chiming in on uh, their epic returns, things they've returned to the store that they really had no right returning. I don't think we should be celebrating a lot of these, like this one right here. Uh, When I worked at Walmart, someone came in and wanted to return their chicken breast because it tasted bad. They had no packaging or receipt. They gave them their money back. So they just came in waving a chicken breast around? <laughs> it was still on a fork. Maybe they still had the napkin tucked into their <laughs> shirt. <laughs> At that point, it's like, no, you don't get your money back. No, it's you, weird. You just got a bad bounce. Yeah, happens. and that's Deal somebody taking advantage of Walmart. And I know Walmart is a mega corporation. They got the pockets. They can handle it. But at the same time, it's a little weird. I just, I never found myself in a position where I've bought something, it tasted bad. And I'm like, Walmart owes me on this one. And then I take it back. Like, I just, returning a chicken breast? I don't know. I said, I, I, we talked about this in the podcast yesterday, that my beautiful bride, she will return a watermelon if it's gross. I have no, I would never do it myself, but she has no problem doing it. And I'm glad she does it. No, I would just introduce it to Mr. Garbage Can. But that's why I'm a sucker. Uh, I got to edit because there's some bad words in this next one. Ooh. People who return ass are the same people who never bring anything to a friend's dinner. Then they wonder why they aren't invited anymore. They are the same cheap people. Ooh. Oh my. Again, if you buy a a pair of jeans and the zippers sewn in crooked and you walk around looking dumb, return those jeans. You have every right to do that. But just, I don't know. 
Returning a chicken breast because you don't like the way it tastes, that's weird. Or there was the one yesterday, the woman who returned a rug after 15 years because it didn't fit into their new house that they were moving into. Yeah, that's the thing too, is that you stop and think about that for a minute. So she had that rug for 15 years. Do the math. She maybe paid 8 or $10 a year to rent that rug, and now she's returning. Just eat the cost of the rug. Yeah. Find a new spot for it. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, not an epic return. This was an epic failed attempt. I worked in a shoe store. A woman bought a pair of 70% off shoes. A few days later, she brought in the box. I opened it up, found one shoe and one mangled, filthy piece of unrecognizable leather with a loose heel. Her kids were playing with them in the driveway. In brackets, it says, what? (laughs) And her husband ran it over with their truck. She was politely asked to leave the store. Yeah, what are you what are you kids doing playing with your shoes on the driveway? That's weird. Yeah, my takeaway from that is that you need to buy your kids some new toys. Yeah. I was an assistant store manager at Walmart, not me. I'm reading somebody's text. Oh, okay. I was an assistant store manager at Walmart when COVID first started and they took nothing back for a bit. I had a middle-aged gentleman come into the store to return a TV remote. When I said he would have to wait for the restrictions to be lifted, he became very angry. And after five minutes of yelling at me because this is Canada and you have to take it back, he decided to call 911 because the police were going to make me return it. The 911 operator proceeded to yell at him about how this was not an emergency. The police never did respond. Next level. Calling 911 to try and get the store to return your remote. Man, oh man. I'm glad he got tuned up. Maybe we should take this, uh, take a moment today and, uh, I don't know, just smile and wave at the people behind the uh, the return counter at Costco and Walmart. The just things say, hey, they see. Hey, we get it. We get it. You got a tough job. The things they deal with oh. like that. Oh my God. Imagine standing there as this guy's calling 911. Should we start a new feature on the show called, you know how you do uh, Today in Outrage? We could do Today in Entitlement. Oh my God, it'd be a never-ending stream. Oh, maybe we should do that. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.